What up, what up, what up, sports heads, and welcome to another edition of Sports Talk KC. I am one of your hosts, Cowboy. Fellas. Hey, hey, what's up with the KC Lee 86 in the building? What it do, DB1492 here, Sports Heads slash Chiefs Kingdom. We're closer and closer. Like B said, we are getting closer and closer to that season kickoff. But let's go ahead and talk about GEHA at Arrowhead. It's a lot of controversy about this amongst the uh, Chiefs Kingdom. Uh, they placard their sign <laughs> around the uh, stadium. I mean, it does look cool. It does look cool. Don't get me wrong. But, fellas, go ahead and dive into what are your thoughts is on this GEHA at Arrowhead and what GEHA is doing to Arrowhead. Fellas? Um, you know, it, it, it's always going to be Arrowhead to me. I mean, I, that is what it is. It, it's it's not going to be G E H A for Arrowhead. Um, when I speak speak on it, but it is what it is. Like, uh, you know, like we were talking about, um, G E H A. You know, has funded a lot of money into. Earl Head and with the Kansas City Chiefs, so yeah, it's going to. I mean, I'm just to, just to be honest with you personally, seeing the pictures and stuff today on IG and via Facebook, whatever, um, you know, just seeing GHA throughout the stadium so much, I'm like, hey, I didn't know it was going to be everywhere like that, but you know, uh, I'm glad to see that you know, just the players and the guys on this team, um to be presented with new locker rooms and, you know, stuff like that, separate lockers and everything to go with all the renovation that, you know, that went on at Arrowhead. So that was pretty cool to see today. That's just my take on it. Like you said, it's controversy, but, yeah, you're going to hear it more in the media, especially like when they're, you know, when the game's about to start, they're going to, you know, the announcers for the game is going to say G-E-H-A at Earlhead, you know, not just Earlhead no more. But I really don't trip on it, man. But it was cool to see the guys get all that new stuff uh, as far as locker rooms and stuff. Yeah, man. Uh, same sentiment as uh, Lee said to be with you. Uh, yeah, I've already started there, sorry. Uh, but uh, just to uh, – Piggyback off of Lee. I mean, without GEHA, oh, you're good there, fella. Um, without GEHA, shoot, you don't get those new lockers. So GEHA said, you better uh, let me put uh, put my name everywhere on the stadium. Like uh, Lee was saying earlier, when you uh, go to the bathroom and shit, you probably see uh, GEHA all over. You know, you caught down to take a squat or whatnot. You look up, it's GEHA. So it's going to be everywhere in their head, but I'm gonna tell you this: without that partnership, I don't, I don't believe you get the uh, the new lockers, and they look more modern and up to date. Like uh, like Lee was saying on there, kind of, the old locker room looked like Blue Springs High School uh, locker room or a high school locker room. Now they're more up to par with you know with their contemporaries in fell, you know. I, I would even say before that, the old locker room, some of the colleges probably had uh, better locker rooms than the Chiefs. Right, right. As far as like yeah. Alabama and Clemson. Yeah. True. Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Miami, Florida, Texas, yeah. Oklahoma, Ohio State. Oh, you know Ohio State should be all. Decked out. I thought even Michigan in that shit. Well, yeah. I mean, I do like the uh, <clears throat> how the sign looks on Arrowhead. I like that red GEHA sign. Brings a little bit of a modern look to the Arrowhead uh, Stadium. Uh, as for the locker rooms, uh, that will help, I guess, with player uh, camaraderie and uh, their enthusiasm towards going into this league, you know, we're having new lockers, new amenities in their locker room. So I'm all for it. I mean, like I said, it always be arrowhead to me. So I'm pretty, you know, that's pretty much all I got on myself as well. But uh, to move on past the uh, arrowhead deal, 
Uh, Stefan Wesniewski, I hope I'm not slaying his last name, because I know beats to get on me. But uh, he did decide to, decide to retire uh, today. So, uh, Stefan, uh, thank you for your service as a chief. And uh, good luck whenever you choose after, buddy. Yeah, same same little uh, tidbit, like you said, with Wisniewski. Um, like I said, when the Chiefs first got him, um, right before that, uh, right before that Super Bowl Fifty Four run, and uh, ultimately became champs, um, I was real ecstatic about the Chiefs at Wisniewski. I just felt it was, you know, he was going to provide that real deep veteran presence along the line. And like you said, man, I'm just happy that you know, um, you know, he had a good career. Um, he was uh, uh, he was able to end it up with two Super Bowl trips. Um, one time being the champion, and you know how 55 ended. So uh, yeah, man, kudos to was to to Wisniewski. I'm glad he came here and you know got a championship under his belt before he ultimately um, hung those cleats up. So uh, like you said, uh, shout out to. Uh, was for joining the kingdom on the tail end of a long and productive uh, career. Yeah, just happy retirement. Um, I know they said something about he's going to be a pastor now, so uh, good luck in those endeavors. And then, um, you know, you have us a uh, here. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm not sure about the year before, you know, with <laughs> a little find that hard spot. Uh, taking over for Tardif. Um, did he play in the last Super Bowl? Nah, he was out. No, wasn't he out? Yeah, I think he was out. See, that's what I didn't get. Now, I don't mean to go on another tangent. Why, why, why wasn't he in there? Your guess is really nice. Wasn't he hurt? Didn't he, he get like a or something? No, I thought he yeah, was out. Yeah, I think he, I think he was hurt. You sure? I'm. 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 Because it don't make sense for him to have not been in there if he was healthy. So I, I mean, if my mind suits me right, I think he did catch a stinger or something like that. I'm not, I can't even remember. Bro, bro, bro. I'm just saying like a stinger because I don't know what the injury was. I'm just referring to it as a stinger. So I don't right. know right. what it was. Y'all, yeah, man. Well, <laughs> all right, well, happy retirement. That's all I got to say. Jeez. I didn't mean to be so technical. You know, I was You're just... It's okay. I mean, like I said, I didn't know exactly what it was, so I just said it. You know, but anyway. Uh, yeah, you know what that reminds me of? Hold on real quick. That reminds me of that crap where he was like, damn, the Don Cheeto. That nigga lead just hop in there all shit. A fucking stinger. Right. <laughs> right. Don Cheeto was ready to tear that nigga head off. That nigga just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> We ain't gonna lie on top of it. Yeah, you knew how you now see. Yeah, I'm happy you brought that up. I didn't even get a chance to go back with you on that. <laughs> he said it. He said it exactly how he meant it. Yeah. You said it in a fucked up way. You didn't say it like, "Damn, man, I, I didn't know that." Like that. You said it like, "Damn, this nigga old." Right. Yeah. How you said it? Exactly. It was disrespectful. Don Cheetah should have. He did, but he handled it the way like a man should have handled it, you know. So, but Kevin Hart, you can't be funny all the time, buddy. Some people don't take jokes too well. Uh, but anyway, fellas, uh, another uh, journey, journeyman, uh, veteran in the league, uh, Luke Wilson, tight end, is retiring as well. Uh, you know, like I said, he doesn't travel all over the league, but I know he's not a Chiefs guy, but he is a football player and we love football. But just want to say, you know, hey. Wish you on you. Wish you luck on your endeavors, buddy. Good career. And uh, I don't think the fellas got much to say on that, so I'll move on. <laughs> no, I don't know who that is, bro. Who who you play for? Who'd you say, Luke Wilson? Yeah, he retired. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't recollect who that is. Sir. The tight end. I can't remember what team he played for, man. But anyway. 
I'll retort that, guys, and uh, we'll just uh, move on. Uh, mm. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get into the last game, uh, the second preseason game of the season. The Chiefs went into 49ers and was able to win by three points, 19 to 16. Uh, first team, I'll just let you guys dive into it and tell me what are some of your thoughts on how the Chiefs' first team looked during that game. Because we were able to sneak away with a three-point lead win. Uh, yeah, man, that game against uh, the 49ers, I uh, was really looking forward to it. Um, we knew going into that game that the ones um, were going to get extensive time um, offensively and defensively. Um, so it was uh, about that. Um, you know, just kind of going back to that 49ers, you know, second preseason game, the win down there in Santa Clara. But, uh, yeah, you want to see the offense do a little bit more damage for the amount of times that they had to do damage. Um, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, it's kind of, you know, Pat was off a little bit, seemed like the communication, and that's what kind of just, you know, not, not tapping too far into, you know, um, into the season coming up, but you know, that's what kind of concerns me, especially with the home party, um, not being um, truly polished and established as a number two wide receiver. But um, I do think with time, some of that can be corrected. You know, Pat had a couple overthrows, but that is, you know, th that's what it is, you know, knocking the rust off, whatever, knocking the dirt and mud off your boots. But you know, uh, the offensive line, um, no one has come close to Pat. Um, that's what I noticed when the five main guys is out there. You know, uh, no one is getting close to Pat at all. Uh, just, uh, trying to just, you know, just talk about it on the fly. You know, about this. you know, don't have too much on it. But like I said, you know, the offensive line is doing their job now. You know, um, the addition of Tooney, you know, that – that's going to be massive. Uh, he ain't hold down what he's supposed to be doing. This massive anchor of a kid, you know, be out there this year and trade, you know, like the steal of the deal. So, you just got to start, you know, just, just real quick, just start, start from the bottom, you know, and then I work my way up, you know, seeing, you know, Thorne, um, get his feet back up underneath him. That's good to see. That's a hell of an interception that he made um, in the end zone in this game. Um, get, the wind, get the wind behind his back and get his leg back up underneath him, how we know he's capable of doing. Um, that was very encouraging to see um, this defensive line, which I think is going to be, you know, where any position, offensively, whatever, this is one of – this is the Chiefs' defense position on this football team. Um, they're wrecking havoc. They're smelling blood. You know. One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. We lost Lee. Two can be as bad as one. Yeah. All right. I guess I could go ahead and leave off where he got cut off. I was just going to say, um, just from the first two games, what, I, what I'm liking so far is, number one, the offensive line seems to be gelling. Um, the throws supposedly on that right side from center to uh, right guard um, – it seems like they're gelling well. Um, they're leaving, you know, clean pockets for the QBs when they're in there, no matter who it is, Chad or Patrick. Um, even in the running game, I'm liking that I'm seeing uh, some more power. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, scheme stuff as far as uh, double blocks at the point of attack and then moving up to the second level and they're – they're moving some guys and they're creating holes for the running backs. So, um, and then I want to kind of switch it over to um, 
the defensive line and defensively as a whole through these first two games. I know it's the preseason, and a lot of people are not uh, thoroughly uh, playing their starters, but I think that they are uh, coming along, and they're better than I thought that they would be. And I want to, you know, pose a question to both of you guys, especially when Lee gets back on here. But, I mean, just Chris Jones – uh, even a surprise for me, Colin Saunders, Torque Warden, um, you know, uh, some of the younger guys as far as Tim Ward. Um, I'm liking what I'm seeing out of uh, Hitchens so far, too, as far as his speed and cutting down his weight. And then the secondary, you know, um, they're pretty solid. I'm really liking what I'm seeing from Hughes, to be honest with you. That's in a special team in on defense, Yeah. You know, he breaks up the, you know, he he's a very sticky guy. And, uh, yeah, so, and then, you know, it was good to see Thorny, you know, get that uh, that uh, interception and feel like he's back. So, um, we'll just see how that goes. But I'll swing it back to you, Lee, since you're back on there. Yeah, my bad. Sorry about that, sports. It's a little bit of technical difficulty there. But, yeah, like I said, uh, how Beach was kind of touching up on, you know, uh, this this D line depth um, is encouraging to see. You know where I was kind of getting at. Uh, these dudes are smelling blood, and this is without Frank. You know the shark out being out there. You know, so um, yeah, we just uh, released uh, recently released Taco. So it's just kind of like you know um, the depth with this with this unit. It just seems to be on point. And they seem to be doing everything. So, you know, nine sacks through two preseason games, kudos to them. And um, like I said, I heard you mentioning, you know, this linebacking core hitch, you know. Um, you know, with you bringing up hitches, I'm glad that you brought him up, because, you know, he is the Mike LB, you know, um, for this team. Um, he knows his role. He's kind of in an Alex Smith role. Um as far as, you know, showing both and then, you know, helping Willie Gay out, you know, how Alex did for, for Pat, you know. He knows his role. He knows he has to teach and at the same time do his job. And, you know, those guys are flying around out there. Uh, Bolton is getting in the backfield, making plays. So, like you said, too, uh, this linebacking core is uh, encouraging to see. That's what I wanted to be, Hitch. Um, Willie and uh, and Bolton. So, you know, uh, yeah. And like you said, uh, Hughes, exactly. Um, number 21 that came over uh, from the Minnesota Vikings, you know, um, and they ultimately got Breland. So, yeah, he's good. You know, uh, his thing is his thing has never been can he ball or is he a gamer? His thing is <laughs> can I stay healthy? So, that's the thing. It's encouraging to see, you know, him making some plays as well. So, you know, just to kind of touch up on this 49ers win, you know, everybody did what they had to do. The ones look good to me. Offensively, we wanted to see them do more, but, you know, they got it. And it's good to see some some of these backups, you know, coming out performing too. Uh, Fountain, you know, and uh, Fortson and you know, you you know, you got McKinnon. So it's just good to see, man. I'm, you know, I liked the performance um, in this win against the 49ers. Oh, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Uh, I've seen a post on Facebook where they show one of the greatest offensive lines that we had in our organization ever for the Chiefs. And I'm pretty sure you guys know who I'm talking about, Big Willie Wolf, Casey Wigman. Uh, Will Shields, Brian Waters, and things of that nature. And they said, imagine, and I know I'm missing a few names, and they was like, imagine that Pat played behind that line. And then I got to thinking, Pat, with this line that we have with these young bulls, Orlando Brown, Dooney, Humphrey, uh, Nyang, this line has the potential to be what we once had current uh, in the future. So I think it's looking good for Pat as far as protection. We got the big dogs we wanted. They're moving things around, as Lee says. 
They're creating holes. Only downfall that we had last week is that Clyde went down with a twist in uh ankle. So hopefully he'll be ready for the uh start of the season. But as for protecting Pat and creating holes and getting some push for our run game, that they're doing exactly what they want what we want them to do. Now, what's more scarier to me <laughs> is the Rob receiving core. There was no Tyreek Hill on that quick field sat, uh, last week. And, and Miko Hartman was not able to get on the right track with Pat for some odd reason. Bond Pregel is stepping up, but is he capable of taking that spot from Hartman? But I like what I'm seeing out of Brian Craig. He had two great preseason games. But this receiving core scares me more than anything. I think we're going to have a top – our defense is going to be top 10 or whatever next year. But it scares me because not going. Who's stepping up? And that's what's scary. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I kind of touched base on, you know, just uh, short and quick. Um, you know, it goes back to that. And it's funny that you bring up Pringle. I just want to say this about Pringle. And this is one of me. We, we all are going to keep You know. Well, who's that noise? Who to, who's going to step up on third down when it's going to step up and count up because all of his that's being <laughs> so I do bring and a rose to the occasion this is me I got this that's what this is Someone keep things late in a ball game. Who's going to convert your third and eight, your third and nine, your third and ten? First game, his touchdown it came on third down. Uh, getting down the on third down, and some other catches that he has made. So. Um, that's encouraging to see. Like I said, with McCole Harmon, I'm not going to jump his train, jump his ship just yet. But um, he's going to have to show and get on the, you know, dot his eyes and cross his teeth um, with that as well. Um, like I said, he can't be gadgeting. He's going to have to be gritty and tough to show. He can't be gadgeting to show his potential how Andy Reid has put him in position to do thus far the gadgety stuff. But, yeah, man, um, hey, you know, it is what it is. You know, I got a question real quick. I was kind of hearing on the radio today where uh, it had came up again. Why would the Baltimore Ravens give up Orlando Brown to the Chiefs, who they're trying to ultimately surpass in the AFC, is it that the, is it that the Chiefs just truly fleeced Baltimore, or does Baltimore know something that the Kansas City Chiefs really do not know? My opinion is that he was ready to get get the heck up out of Baltimore. That's my opinion, and he did not want to play for them. And I do think that the Chiefs will be ultimate winners of this. I just wanted to get you guys' opinion on that. What you guys think about that? Does Baltimore know something we don't know, or did the Chiefs just do a true fleece job to get to acquire OB? Uh, I'll go right quick since uh, Cal is in a vacuum over there, getting sucked up over there. Uh, I'm going to say Orlando Brown – wants to follow follow in his father's footsteps and be a left tackle and he wasn't going to have that opportunity in Baltimore. So he went to management and said, I'm not going to resign with you guys if you're not going to make me a left tackle if I don't have the opportunity to do that. And so Baltimore, I guess, um, 
you know, just found a trade partner with the Chiefs. I guess they couldn't find a trade partner nowhere else, but the Chiefs gave them what they wanted for the first rounder. And, uh, yeah, so that's how that happened. I don't – I don't – we needed – we had the need for a left tackle, obviously, because we let go of Fisher. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I just think that's how the chips fall. I don't – I don't even know if it was the police or not, or Baltimore knows something. We don't. I know that it's two different um, systems, but I will say this. Um, I know he didn't probably play it in college, but that was a pass-heavy offense, so I'm sure, you know, he'll get it now. It's just, it's just a different uh, game philosophy as far as running the ball in and, and Baltimore and passing the ball more here in KC. So that's my conversation. Yeah. Good, point. Good point, uh, uh, Beast, as far as his father. You know, he wants to follow following uh, follow his father's footsteps. He talks very highly of him. But I just think time will tell uh, right. what, what we will get uh, from Big Dog because uh, I haven't seen enough for him being that he played in Baltimore last year. He's moving to the left tackle position. I mean, from what I can see, he looks pretty solid. Uh, but time will tell. Uh, and I'm definitely rooting for the young man, but let's just see how this season goes with him. You know, let's see if yeah. it was from that Baltimore may have swept under the rug to get him out of there, or like what Beat said, or like you said, Lee, uh, that he wasn't going to resign or something like that. So time will tell. Yeah, I'm kind of in that same sentiment as well. You know, time will tell. Um, the Chiefs know. Um, that they needed this guy, um, like like B said, gave up the first rounder for him. Um, no one has came close to Pat, so he's he's holding down his end over there. Uh, you know, that, that that's just my only thing. He knows he's going to have, like Beach was saying, he knows this is a pass heavy offense versus a run heavy offense. That's just my thing. Just seeing how he adjusts to that. Um. Another quick little thing from this game between the Chiefs and the 49ers, um, this battle that I feel that we were noticing <laughs> um, this past Friday night as we were watching the Chiefs take on the 49ers between, between Darren Thompson and Jaron McKinnon. Now, this little, these are just little preseason quick hits, you know, just, just to review this game with the 49ers. But Cardinals, yeah, the court, the Cardinals. It's 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 one of them things when you come when you talk about Darren Thompson and McKinney. I think that this is an obvious battle. I don't think neither one of these. I don't think both of these guys make the team. But I was telling the fellas, you know, um, why this game was going on. I think Darn was running tough. He was running hard. You know, he had him returning kickoffs and stuff like that. Um, I just think McKinnon is going to ultimately win the job. And I say that. I was talking to my pops about this. And I told him not only did I notice McKinnon catch the touchdown out of the backfield, which we all know that's what Andy wants and yearns for out of his running backs. Not just that, but it's the pass protection that I've been showing that this that this boy has been stepping up and putting the hat on the hat, protecting the quarterback, whether it's a blitz coming or whatever. Those two things I think are just gonna be the deciding factor. I just I like Darren Thompson, but I just want to talk about that. I just think McKinnon brings a different type of bounce to this offense and can do a little bit more than what Darren came, especially with this pass blocking. Darren hasn't showed that he's a very good, that he can pick up blitzes coming up the middle, how McKinnon has shown. What you guys got on this uh, Darren Thompson and uh, McKinnon battle that we know was going on against the Cardinals? Sure and sweet. Um, it's kind of like how you said, I just see, I can just see NC doing more with McKinnon, like you can you can line him up in the slot potentially on yeah. some some of your formation. 
And then another thing I'll add, I think he has more special team value than Darwin Thompson, and, and that's another way he can make it on this squad. Yeah, yeah. I will say that Dar- uh, Darwin did kind of step up a little bit in this game. But uh, it's a good battle to watch. I mean, it'll be it'll be good to see who wins out. Uh, we were talking about it uh, when the game was actually in play last weekend. But uh, it's, a, it's a very intriguing battle uh, for this Kansas City Chiefs team. Yeah. Darn, darn and show some powerful runs yeah. and things of that nature. Some, some, you know, showed some, you know, athleticism, you know, uh, leaping over guys to gain extra yardage, but it just. And he's, holding, and he's holding on to the ball. Let's not forget. He's and, holding and, on exactly. to the ball. <laughs> I, think, I think he's learned his lesson um, when it comes to ball security. Um, Thus far, um, but I just think that the touchdown that McKinnon caught out the backfield was so smooth and so swift. It was, and it, it, it was just what Andy Reid wants, like Beat said. You know, and Andy Reid is not no stranger to nothing like that. He did it with Jamal Charles, he'll do it with McKinnon, he did it with Shady Westbrook, where he'll line him up in the slot. You know, so it's all kind of stuff. I just think that Darwin does not allow Andy to really put him on the play on on the play sheet as much as a McKinnon would. If y'all understand what I'm saying, I think Darn Thompson is good for you. You know, your gritty, tough yards. You know, wear a team down, control the clock, but. As far as expanding the offense, I just think McKinnon's the man. Here, I'll tell you how I think we're going to shake it after tomorrow's game. I think Darwin will be cut, and if he makes it through waivers, they'll sign him back on on the practice squad if he don't get picked up somewhere else. Just for added extra depth because you have – Pharrell uh, Williams with the concussion, and then you have uh, uh, Hilaire with the uh, ankle sprain. So, but yeah, see, uh, uh, Clyde, he, he'd be good. I seen something today that he's good, you know, he's, he's just one of them precautionary things, you know. I don't know if it was the same ankle or not, that's what I was trying to figure out, but I did hear that he's progressing, he's good, so. And I, it's something else I want to say, sports says. I want to apologize. It just shows that I'm rusty. Uh, we haven't did a show in a while. And we are talking about the Cardinals in the Chiefs game. <laughs> what? I've been when I first started talking about it, bro. Nobody caught on, bro. I could have swore I said 49ers and uh, Chiefs at the 49ers. I could have yeah, said you, you said you said nah, Cardinals. I you Cardinals. You said okay. the Cardinals. I think I slipped okay. up and said it once. Okay, because it threw me off when Lee when Lee slipped up and said it, but she really made mistakes. It's like, did I say the 49ers? Okay. <laughs> no. Nah, Lee, Lee is on that boom. Lee is on that boom shit today. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I just had to go back and realize that we played the 49ers the first game and, and then <laughs> For some reason, I was just thinking about a, a play or something from that 49ers game as I was talking about the Cardinals game. That was just weird. So. Okay. All right. Well, uh, with, that, with that being said, sports heads, you know, you know, we're just trying to get back into the wheelhouse, you know, football's back. But let's go ahead and kick it off to the next game, which will be the Chiefs' first home game in the preseason and our last home, our last uh, preseason game, which will be going against the 49ers at – I'm sorry, the Vikings at home. <laughs> 49ers is stuck in our head for some reason. We'll be going against the Vikings at home. So, fellas, let's just dive into it. We don't how I don't know how long exactly the stars will play. Do you guys get any, got any information on that? Reed Andy. said a half. Yeah, he said a half. Okay. I'll see that shit. So we'll Better see. Be a half. We'll see exactly. So I know we're gonna get a quarter at least. Maybe a quarter and a half. But uh it- and, and, and with that being said, you know, the uh, season finale, the Vikings here, you know, at the crib, you know, to close it out. Um, 
however long that they're out there, I hope it's more something like, you know, Pat and these boys, you know, just go down and really do what they supposed to do a couple of times and then sit them down. <laughs> I'll be happy with that. You know, uh, make up make up for some of the shortcomings that um, that were made against the Cardinals. So, you know, uh, that's what I really uh, want to see in this uh, preseason finale. Um, it'd be good to see Bashard Breeland uh, coming back. That's kind of weird, you know. He'll be on he'll be on the opposite sideline, oh breezy. But uh, yeah, that's what I want to see offensively, man. Uh, come out, and make some noise, uh, McCole, whatever. Pringle, keep up what you've been doing, you know. Um, really looking to this, really looking to what's going on with McKinnon and Darren. Like I said, Clyde will probably be, you know, just chilling. I, I don't see him really, really, you know, getting out there. I'd be surprised. I think they're going to just let him chill to the opener. But, yeah, you know, see this offensive line keep creating these F-150 lanes, as I say. You know how they're doing. You know, it's like the defensive line just evaporates. <laughs> like it just – like these boys are creating some lanes and – that's what I want to see, man. Defense keep eating. Shit, I hope it is a half, you know. But more so with the, you know, with the offense. I hope they just come out, you know, doing what they supposed to do and be like, yeah, have we seen enough? You know, put up quick 10 points, 14. That'd be nice. But that's all I really want to see, man. See this defense keep on adding to it. Stay injury free <laughs> in this game. But that's what I'm excited to see in this game against Minnesota. Speaking to your injury free, um, should they even start? Should the starters even play? Starters are real going quick to before play. I go. I said, should, I'm saying if you was running the team, would you play? Yeah, I'll give them a few. Yeah. Considering now that um, – and me and you talked about this before, Beats, uh, considering now that it's only three preseason games, so which that ultimately – what I'm ultimately, ultimately saying is that now it's going to be a two-week wait for the season opener versus a week wait if you had that fourth and final preseason game, which you, which you don't have. So, mm -hmm. yeah, if I was running the show um, – yeah, these boys need to get out there. I don't want them to be three weeks down, rusty. I take the two over the three. All right. I just, I just wanted to get that on wax. That's all. Yeah, offensively, especially offensively. Come on, man! Y'all got to come out and score a touchdown. Stop. Seriously, what? seriously. Let you know. <clears throat> Let Pat let Pat throw a nice touchdown or something. I don't even know if Tyreek can play, depending on how if that ham hammy, you know, starts flaring up on him. Who knows? Um, I do think it'd be probably not everybody, but across the board, it should be all the ones, you know. But okay. yeah, Pat come out, throw a touchdown, and send him on down. That's how I'm hoping it go. Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm just more more so looking forward to the young guys, you know, your Noah Grays, um, your Jordy Forsons, getting some action there, um, Fountain, um, Powell, um, and then on the defensive side, Tim Ward, uh, you know, um, uh, I guess uh, see what – what else Devin Key can do, or is it, or is it going to be that Zane Anderson guy? I know they're probably in a battle right now. Um, I guess figure out the, your your uh, your uh, corner situation past the top three. You know, as far as uh, DeAndre Baker, Bobby Keys, Armani Watts, and and uh, Fitton back there. Uh, you know, so that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm going to, I guess, uh, go ahead, Cal, and say what you're going to uh, look forward to, and then I'm going to come back with a question. Well, you guys cleared it like I cleared my plate when I eat Rotel. But uh, the uh, 
I forgot about uh fountain, fountain or fountain. Uh the dude was balling out. We forgot about him, y'all. We forgot about him. So I will be watching him as well. Uh Noah Gray, hopefully he can get it going. Uh like I like Lee pretty much alluded to. I would like to see Pat get out and get that offensive uh uh offense clicking on all cylinders and possibly get a TD. Cause we have not seen that from practice preseason or that offense, that first team offense. So I would like to see that. And then, yeah, possibly sit them down. Cause I don't want them out there for too long either. Uh, I don't really think they need to get a half in maybe a quarter at the most, but I want to see some productivity from them, rob- them starting raw receivers that they may have on the field for that game uh, with the uh, Pat and uh, Miko connection. I'm going to hopefully can get that in gear. Uh, like even though our defensive line and our defensive uh, totally as a whole is gonna eat, Chris Jones is a Swiss Army knife. You know he's gonna do his thing if he plays. Uh, so pretty much it's just short and sweet. I just want to see more productivity from that first string offense more than anything because defenses, I believe, will be in the top ten this year defensively. Uh, but as for the, as for the like I said, I'm still a little scared. So I will hopefully I would like to at least close out the preseason with the productivity and take a little edge off. Um, just make you feel comfortable, huh, fella? Yeah, make me feel a little bit more comfortable if we look if we put up some points this game. Okay. All right. So my question is to round out the wide receiver room. Um, you have uh Fountain, you have Kemp. You got Powell, in my opinion. Who you keeping? And who you're cutting? I guess, I guess your top four wide receivers is um, Hill, Hardman, Pringle, or maybe these are interchangeable, but Pringle and uh, Robinson. And we can talk about Robinson here with his uh, with comments they told here in a second. But back to this wide receiver room. So if they keep six, and you have three spots, you have. Three people fighting for those two spots. You have Kemp, Fountain, Powell. Um, who's the odd man out? And I, I, I now, uh, and now I'll circle back around with my thoughts. On as of, as of now, I say it's Powell. I hate to say it because they drafted him. I don't see them. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I just don't see them cutting a draftee. But I guess it's possible. But out of those. Three players, Fountain's been more productive. Yeah, uh, it's just it's just hard for me. Uh, yeah, man, Fountain has really been balling, man. Um, mm, they told they love Kemp, you know, um, special teams. I just, I, I just don't know if Kemp. I just don't know if that's where it stops with Kemp, and that is special teams ace. I don't know if he has the capability to be a playmaker in a passing game for the Kansas City Chiefs. He has not. I mean, yeah, he has not had the opportunity. Injury. No. Just you know, being prolonged, you know, being long on the depth chart, but I, to me, if that's all that Kemp offers, <laughs> you're gonna need some, you're gonna need some playmakers in your vertical passing game. I would keep Falcon and Powell. I can't see them. I can't see them just wasting a draft pick like that. You know, they took Powell pretty high and, you know, what, in the fourth round? So I just I just don't see the Chiefs. It's hard to say that about Kemp, but mm, that's a tough one. I mean, that's a hell of a question. I'm glad that you asked it. We had actually talked about this before the recording of this show, and I it, I stick with the same thing that I told you, Beats. Um <laughs> that's tough. That's tough. That's tough. But if it were, if it were I, if it were me, <laughs> you know, um, definitely Fountain and Powell stays with this team. Just, I'm just saying, Powell. Um, 
because he was such a high draft pick just to wipe your nose and wipe your nose with it and throw it in throw it in the trash. I that's where I that's where I stand with with those two. Or with that whole with that receiver or you know, out of the three. Those would be my and I'm gonna take a president. Go ahead, Cal. And Fountain brings that big dog mentality, man. He's he's a fighter, man. Uh, I love everything about him. He reminds you of bro. You got that that body frame we've been talking about. The boy goes up and gets it. I mean, I think with him and Pat, that can be some dangerous stuff. I'm going to flip it on you guys. I'm going to go with I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be leading this situation. I'm going to do what the Chiefs are going to actually do, uh, how they play this. I don't think Kemp is going anywhere because Dave Pope is going to go to bat for him. Um, and I, I even pose this question. Even though you're talking about uh, Fountain in the passing game, I don't think he's going get to get any shot over, you know, Robinson and Pringle. Uh, so does so the only way he can probably make the team or the squad is special teams, and I don't know if he brings that type of value. So this is what I think, honestly. Um I think they'll keep Kemping Fountain. And I think they'll cut Powell. I don't I mean, I don't, out of anybody on this show, I think just for me personally, I wanna I wanna see Powell actually do something this preseason and it just hasn't come to fruition for whatever reason. I know it's kind of hard for, you know, a rookie to get all this stuff down as far as that read and react stuff. You still see freaking Harmon, uh, I mean, you know, uh, head in the clouds, not knowing where to be and stuff like that. So um, I think they'll let Powell go, but I think he'll clear waivers and they'll sign him back as a practice squad uh, player. And I think that's how that folds initially. And maybe he can work his way up to the 53 by the end of the season. And, you know, you know that shit can change it as far as the bottom of the roster anyway. So that's how I think it's going to play out. And most likely you're right because uh, he probably just needs a little bit more time under his wing. You know, some players don't get in and it just locks like that for him. So that your scenario does make sense because Kemp has been here for a while. Like you said, Dave Tove loves him. So that might be how it pans out. But. He's been non-existent. Right. But he's too much. The power's too much, too high of a draft pick. Like I said, for for the Chiefs to not bring him back once he cleared waivers and come to the practice squad. So right. Yeah. Because I think if they release Fountain, I don't think he's clearing waivers. Somebody else is going to pick that up just based on the tape that he's provided this preseason. Oh, yeah, somebody's going to swoop in on that like a, a hawk swooping in on the field, Mal. Mm-hmm. It's Powell. He hasn't shown too much. Yeah, he has a couple catches here and there, but it's nothing to really write home about, you know, as far as flashing on tape and standing out. So, right. yeah, uh, I was just going to ask, I guess, before we move on, uh, did you guys hear Dave Toe talk about Demarcus Robinson and how he drives him nuts? We're holding the ball like a loaf of bread and not getting north and south south on punch. Yeah, I heard. And and, and I hope uh, shit, I hope Deep Rob heard. Shit, I don't need I I don't need to hear it. Yes, I heard it, but shit. Number eleven needs to hear. <laughs> so yes, and that's what I'm saying. Does does D Rob deserve to make this team over what Fountain has shown? That's another question. I'll flip it. I'll flip it back on the other side. Does D Rob deserve to make this team over Fountain? D Rob ain't nothing but silliness. No, he doesn't. I'll I'll say this. I yeah. He's, 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 I mean, I'm just gonna go with the Chiefs. Gonna do if you if you pose that question to them, I guess. 
He's been here. He has some type of connection with Pat, even though it's not scripted. Unscripted plays, but he is good in the run game. He will give you a solid block downfield. Uh, he's just a liability. Don't give me that Dieter he shit. The ball and he doesn't get north and south. He knows the like the north from bread. What do you say? What do you say? Don't 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 give me that Dieter shit because anybody should be going as him. <laughs> I didn't say Dieter. I'm just saying, y'all, he has a friendship with Pat and all that. Says, so that's why he's on the field. That's why I said, don't give me that deed. I didn't shit. say a friendship. I said he has a connection with Pat. On them <laughs> off-screen plays, B-Rod finds some of them open boards, and he that's how he gets his uh, touchdowns and touchdowns. It's not within the scheme of, of the written, drawn play. But on off-screen, where Pat is playing backyard football, it's, it's mainly uh, B-Rod in those yeah. situations or Kelsey. I got you. That's what I was saying, sir. Okay. I got you. Well, you know. It needs to be D Rob because when Sammy was healthy and when Sammy was here, it was clearly Sammy Watkins. But D Rob needs to be that this year. Yes. He needs to be those that guy that's gonna get open or whatever. When things break down, those unscripted plays. If he's going to be on this team, like Dave Tobe said, man, quit carrying the ball like that. Quit go north to south. Quit going east and west. And you go out to show, man. You know, I just, hey, I just said, man, Fountain has really been balling. That's all I'm going to say. You know, that's another thing. I just, you know, want to see how he, you know, performs in this game Friday against Minnesota. All right. Anything else you better fellas want to touch in on? Uh, I mean, you probably don't care, but uh, what you got to think about uh, Teddy Bridgewater starting for the Denver Broncos? Uh, I just say he's the best option. He's the field field manager over lock. I mean, I was surprised they chose Bridgewater, but evidently he's the better quarterback. And they and, and, and they feel like. Teddy Bridgewater came really close um, to beating the Chiefs last year. That game again, you know, that game mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. Carolina. Mm-hmm. And so um, he really handled what the Chiefs threw at him really well. Um, and Denver seen that. And, you know, just like the rest of the NFL, they know that. And so I, I just think that Bridgewater gives them a little bit more. But if there's no one to block for you, what is he really going to do? You know, Denver is going to win their six or seven games. You know, um, hopefully Bridgewater can stay healthy. You know, because like I said, there's not too much that you know of their offensive line. So, uh, but that's another day's discussion. Yeah, I mean, you know, the brother got his job down there. You know, John Elway and them seen that. You know, he came real close to beating the Chiefs in early years. So, um, yeah, that's what I think that they really not just based it off of that. I just think Bridgewater's going to give you more than a 57% completion, you know, rate what Denver quarterbacks as a whole did last year, Drew Luck, whatever. So I just think, yeah, they get a little bit better with Bridgewater. I'm going to say this, fellas. Terry Bridgewater is black Alex Smith. He won't win you a game. He won't lose you a game. Yeah, you're, yeah that's why I said He is. He is the black Alex Smith. He's a good field Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think that his playing style fits what Vic Vangio, their coach, wants to do. That defense is stacked, and so they're going to play through their defense. They're going to try to keep the game close. They're going to win. They're either going to win their or lose their game by a margin of three or seven points. So it'd be like 21, 13, or 24, 14, 17, somewhere in there. That a lot of their games are going to be close. That's how it was last year, but Drew Locke just kept turning the ball over. They're going to run the ball. They're going to pound the ball and play action and all that crap. And Bridgewater is going to get it out real quick. He's not going to come down the field. 
Mike Alex Smith, and uh, yeah. Yeah, he's just yeah he's just going at the show like you said. It wouldn't be surprising if you know uh, Denver is a team like how Carolina was last year, uh, real real gritty and feisty and a, and a take you to the wire, you know, no matter who you were. Um, but the thing is, like I said, I go back to the offensive line. Carolina had a better offensive line in front of Bridgewater than what I think he's going to have in Denver, um, and then you know. Uh, is is Jared Judy going to step up and be what a Robbie Anderson was doing in Carolina with Bridgewater? That remains to be seen too. But like you said, their defense is stacked. Denver win a seven, eight games, six, 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 seven or eight games. And, but yeah, Bridgewater, yeah, he's 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 efficient and he can make passes to, you know, like you said, he can do his Alex Smith thing. You know, that's a very good comparison for Bridgewater. All right, all right, all right. Sports says the game, last preseason game of the season, and uh, we be kicking it off, man. So, uh, that being said, that concludes another episode of Sports Talk KC Sports Heads. Uh, I am Cowboy. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Cowboy Beats. Where can they find you? Oh, you can find me on all the social medias, you know, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. TikTok, YouTube, all of them. All you gotta do is Google me. You know, just this single you at DB fourteen ninety two. D B E A T S one four nine two. Uh yeah. Lee, if they check before you, where can they find you? <laughs> yeah, man, y'all can Lee eighty six, y'all can hit me up, man, on Facebook and Instagram. You know, everybody just uh you know, keep liking the pain and everything like that. Just really football season, man. I'm glad it's here at the doorstep. Yeah, man. Ready to get the game rolling. Yeah, I just say thank you to all the sports heads out there, fellas. You know, you're tuning in this long. If you did, if you did tune in this long, I want you to go to the Sports Talk KC Facebook page and write us a message and say Chiefs Kingdom. And uh, we'll figure out something. Maybe you, you, you can be a guest on a segment or something and, uh, and kick this on one of these episodes or something like that. So if you made it this far, you want to be on an episode of Sports Talk KC, go to Sports Talk KC fan page on Facebook, message us, and say Chiefs Kingdom, and we'll know. All right, all right, all right. Sports says Beats have issued a challenge to you guys. So if you want to be on the segment, go to the page, put in Chiefs Kingdom, all caps. Oh, you just stepped in. <laughs> all caps, Sports says Chiefs Kingdom, all caps, for your chance to be on the segment of the show. We would love to have you on. Hey, good good stuff, Beats, good stuff. I don't know. That just, that just came out of nowhere, but I just figured. Hmm. I like that. I like that. Interact with uh, Say it's man. Yeah, so we'll be checking that out. So uh we look forward to hearing from you guys and uh we'll be back. And with that, we up out of here. Peace. Yo